Hello, I'm Matthew Bay, a senior analyst at Stratfor, a Rain company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, Rain's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence analysis. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. You're listening to the Stratfor Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Rain. I'm Emily Donahue. Thousands of people have been protesting in Colombia. They took to the streets in late April, and since then, more than 40 people have been killed, and several hundred more have been injured in clashes with police and riot squads. What's going on? Here with guidance is Carmen Colosi, Stratfor Latin America analyst with RAIN. Welcome back to the podcast, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me. Very happy to be here. Can you tell me why people are protesting in Colombia? So it all started April 15th, when the government introduced its first fiscal reform. Now, the fiscal reform was introduced to fund an expansion of cash transfer programs and fix an $8 billion hole in the fiscal budget. However, the reform was incredibly controversial in that it put the tax burden onto the middle class. In reaction, labor unions called a strike for April 28th. Now, there was this initial economic driver But protests have since morphed into general unrest over a variety of issues. These include Colombia's worsening general economic situation, prolonged COVID-19 lockdowns, a stalled implementation of the 2016 peace deal with rebel factions of FARC, long-standing indigenous land rights tensions, and finally, and maybe most importantly, police violence against protesters. Well, Carmen, how has the government reacted? I mentioned earlier that people have been killed. So the government response has been defined by being one step behind protester demands. Two days after the first protests, the government revoked its current version of the tax reform. But by that time, police violence against protesters had already taken place in the western city of Cali. Now, unions denounced this police violence and announced another strike for May 5th. Adding on to this, various factions of Colombia's society have taken advantage of anger directed at the government. For example, indigenous groups are now bringing up land rights issues, and truck drivers are blockading important highways in protest of high fuel prices. Carmen, it sounds like that this was a long time in the making, a lot of resentment built up over time. How long are we expecting these protests to last? So there are two likely scenarios. The first is a strict military crackdown, and the second is a deal made between the Duque administration and protest leaders. Now, on the first, the Duque administration has already indicated it is against a strong military crackdown. The government has already faced widespread domestic and international outcry over its use of violence. The administration is not likely to want to further risk upsetting citizens with a strict military crackdown. And on the second scenario, negotiations aren't going very well. On May 10th, negotiations between the government and protest leaders ended in a public disagreement over terms of these halted protests. Like I mentioned earlier, the government is still one step behind protester demands. 
for the foreseeable future, protests are likely to ebb and flow with some sporadic, violent outbursts. But they're not likely to end anytime soon. Well, thank you so much for that guidance, Carmen. Thank you. Carmen Colosi is Strat4 Latin America analyst at RAIN. The Essential Geopolitics podcast is powered by RAIN, the Risk Assistance Network and Exchange. You can try Strat4 Worldview, RAIN's leading geopolitical intelligence platform, for free and get regular geopolitical updates and analysis. Sign up today at worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.